Welcome to the Love Yourself Naked podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Glubish, and I've been working with women for over two years to help them ditch the diet mentality, find food freedom, and gain a body confidence that they never knew was possible. There is so much information out there about how to eat, how to exercise, and how to live a healthy lifestyle. My goal on the show is to help answer all your questions and provide you the tools you need to live in peace with food and love your body. So if you are ready to discover what it's like to live a life without obsession, you are in the right place. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the show. Today is a super exciting guest episode. I am joined today by my friend Kira Smith. Kira and I met actually, well, she's going to share a little bit about how we met too, but I think we met like earlier this year, maybe in the spring or summertime. And um, Kira is a swimmer, was a swimmer very competitively. She'll share a little bit about that as well. Um, And we've just had so many conversations about the dynamics of like food and body being a professional and competitive athlete. And I thought that this would be a really, really great conversation to share with all of you. So thank you for being here, Kira. Welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. I love all your content and I'm so excited to be a part of it. I can't, I love, I just love it. And so thanks for having me. Thanks. I really, I was actually telling Richard the other day, I was like, Kira is just my biggest fan. And I just appreciate it so much because every time we talk, you're like, this post was so good. And this post was so good. And this thing that you said was so good. (laughs) It is so good. And I I remember like we met and I was like, oh, she's so fun. Like I want to go cycling with her. So I followed you on Instagram so we could connect. And then I saw what you were like creating. I was like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't stop scrolling. And I was like sharing it on my stories. And I was like, I love all of this. And like, we didn't really chat past that. And then when I ran into it, Cactus, I was like, I love everything that is on your page. Yeah, that was so fun. Yeah, I feel like that was like, really the moment where you were like, I'm eating this. And normally, like, I I think you guys were eating lettuce wraps. And I can't remember exactly what the conversation was, but just kind of talking about like, low carb and how you were like not doing that anymore and all of the things that you had thought maybe were healthy but since watching my content you were like oh maybe that isn't healthy and kind of like reframing your perspective on everything yeah I think I we met in April and that was right as I was like getting ready for summer I guess people mm-hmm. get to my air quotes and <laughs> I uh, I had just finished like my attempt at keto and I was so sad during it. And I just felt so lost. I was like, shoot, like if, if I don't do that, or if that's good for me, is that bad for me? And I was trying to find nutrition information and like, will this hurt my system? Will this help me lose weight? And like my goals were super confused and how I was going to get there was obviously not trackable. And so I, I didn't know what to do. And then once I found your page, I was just like, okay. And I was like, I actually am supposed to be relaxed about this. I don't need to stress about what I'm eating three days ahead of time. Totally. No, I love that. Um, Kate, let's backtrack for a second and get you to actually <laughs> just introduce yourself so that people know who you are, what you're all about. I'm Kiara Smith. I'm a two-time Olympian for Canada. I swim and I swim at the University of Minnesota and then out in Toronto at our High Performance Center and here with the Liquid Lightning Swim Club and the Kelowna Aqua Jets. And um, now I do not swim anymore. I retired last year. And so I'm just kind of finding what I like to do to stay active. I'm like dabbling and running, just walking my dog, um, still lifting a little bit because I like being in the gym. I'll swim maybe once a month now, like not very often. And so just trying to like find ways to stay active that I really, really enjoy and that kind of fill my cup. And I am also a real estate agent. So I have a job now. 
So it's a, a like almost a complete shift from what I was doing before. And so now I'm trying to figure out, yeah, new ways to stay active and how to eat healthy for my body today. Cause it's, it's totally different from when I was competing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. Like I think about how different my nutrition looks when I'm training for an Ironman versus when I'm not. And it's, it's drastic. I eat so much more, obviously when you're training 20 hours a week, like your body just has different nutritional needs, but I think that your experience was probably a lot different than what my experience is as well, because I eat, I still eat intuitively when I'm training. Right. And there's no, like, I'm not trying to lose weight during the process or monitor my intake or my body stats or anything like that. Whereas I think like swimming was a different experience for you, right? Swimming was, yeah, it was a little bit because I wasn't in, intuitively eating. I I did, there was like periods where like I knew my ideal goal weight and where I wanted to be. And if I wasn't there, I would like try to eat less to get there, but also be aware that food is fuel and I needed it to swim fast. And there was different cycles in that throughout my swimming career. And I just remember now, like we had a great nutritionist or dietitian on the team and, and she was so wonderful and understanding and helpful and informative. And like, I just said, like, I just said, like, I can't track my food. I can't write it down because I immediately it turns into trying to write down less food. Like I guess, like, I just, I can't track it. And so she was totally fine with that, but we just like, we made small changes because we did body comps it was maybe once a month and where you do like the skin folds and you weigh in and it it was just so obvious if we were doing a little bit less yardage in the pool or if we were doing like a one less workout in the weight room how quickly your body composition would change and like you just see it on paper and so it's like okay I I have to eat less now and like it just like like you would kind of register that and instead of using it as information to swim faster like I'd go home and I'd kind of just think about it and be like okay everything that I do at home will show up on the scale in front of 15 people and so I became very competitive that way where I wanted to be like the teammate who was like the healthiest and I'm doing air quotes again but I wanted you know and I want I wanted to win that and like and there was a time where I was like okay to lose weight like what and she kind of brought that to my coach and my coach pulled me aside he's like you don't have to lose weight that's not what we're doing here and I would tell people like I would do talks and stuff like like and they'd ask me about nutrition and I don't know and I know a little bit about like what works for me but I would just say I'm trying to eat enough like it's so hard with swimming that you need to eat enough food and that's just what I would say but um I I wasn't I wasn't eating what I wanted to like I would have like vegetables as a snack and then like take a nap during the day so I wouldn't feel hungry And then I could just have oatmeal before practice, which I knew would make me feel full for the practice and I'd have enough energy, but like there'd be times in the middle of practice, I'd be like, shoot, like I didn't eat enough today. And like, you would feel it right away. And so that happened a couple of times. And it was like, that was my biggest fear was like being hungry during practice. And I just remember that was like totally what consumed my brain. Um, Yeah. With skin folds, weigh-ins and what I ate throughout the day, making sure I had enough vegetables. It was just, it was all I thought about for a very long time. That's so crazy. That is like, so it's so consuming to think that that was the way that you were living your life. I'm curious, did your dietitian like ever counsel you guys or advise you guys on like how to, 
have a healthy relationship with food because obviously you're getting advice on what to eat and maybe the best sources of fuel for your workouts, but all of you are super competitive, high level athletes. And so naturally there is going to be that competitive nature of like, okay, well, I want to be the best at everything, including my diet. So if, if that's one more thing that I can perfect, if I can be the best at managing and controlling my food, then I want to do it. And obviously when you are taking skin folds and weighing in front of everybody, like that is then a measure of your success as well. So it's hard to really, it's hard to separate those two. And it's great that your coach is like, yeah, we're not trying to lose weight. Like that's not what we're doing here. But then on the flip side, you're taking those measurements. Yeah, that's right. And like the measurements are good information because then you, if you have a race that month or if you had a race that month last year, you can look at what your weight was, what your skin folds were, how much muscle mass you had. So it could be interesting. Just day to day, it was very difficult. And our nutritionist, I didn't, str- like I never struggled. Like she might've with other athletes, I feel, who uh, maybe verbally struggled more but I wasn't I wasn't the skinniest on the team and I wasn't like losing a lot of weight drastically like I was pretty stable um throughout my whole career and so I I didn't raise any red flags that she would bring that up um and she was wonderful too because her what I liked a lot was like let's try not supplement food like let's eat real food and I loved that like I was like okay let's if you don't have to take like an iron pill like see if you can have enough like see if you can and like maybe not a protein powder maybe not a like all that stuff we tried to do it through food and I loved that and like my yeah my mentality there was like you actually cannot like if you're you're eating everything that you need to to be a fast athlete you don't have enough room for junk food and so I just I was a little bit robotic in that like I if I did have like those those pre-made Pillsbury cookies like I would like make two like I would never make a full pack I'd make two and like cook them and then enjoy them and then I that was it and like I wouldn't have like juice anymore like I cut that out but it wasn't necessarily like for aesthetic it was to swim fast and that was such a big goal for me like it was everything so I would do anything to swim Mm -hmm. fast there was really no like I would move to any city I would eat whatever food drink however much water like whatever you told me to do I'm I'm not going to question it. And I'm going to be so honest about what's happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And so I just like, I never, I never cheated or like did anything that I didn't tell anyone about. Like there wasn't binge eating. There wasn't like not like skipping meals. I was also like, my metabolism was so high. Like you can't skip meals. You're so hungry as you know, like you wake up and it's like, okay, I need food. But after 8 PM, if I was hungry, like I'm going to try and fall asleep. I'm not going to have a snack because I thought that would make me gain weight. Interesting. Interesting. So you said for you, there were no red flags and you know, you were super transparent about everything. Like there was no, there wasn't anything that people didn't know about happening behind the scenes. Do you think that was different though for other athletes? Like, do you think that the culture and the way that food and body were kind of talked about and addressed maybe had more of a significant impact on other athletes? Yeah, there was stuff that's come out since where it's like some of my teammates did really struggle with food. And there's like a comment that came out that was like, she said, oh, I 
I think she said, I, I throw up my food if I eat too much. And, and it didn't say who she was speaking to, but just that like the other person said, Oh yeah, I do that too. Mm. And I was like, Shh. in hindsight, and this was like years later, I was like, was that me? Like, did I say, and like, did I hurt somebody? Did I, but like there, but there was a time when if I felt like I ate too much and this was like, before I learned, like, before I was like at my race weight, I don't even say like goal weight, but like my race weight, um, like there was like, if I ate too much, I would just throw up. Of course, if I felt like I, I messed up. Um, and that was during like maybe a harder time when I was like trying to get on track, trying to like get on the national team. Um, but like, yeah, I think other athletes, it was interesting that other athletes felt a little bit of what, or I felt a little bit of what they felt when I like kind of see stuff come out now. I'm like, Oh shoot. Like I also didn't think like I could have a full lunch and I also didn't. And so, yeah, it was, it was interesting to see that like maybe other, other girls struggled with that or like, if other girls weren't eating breakfast before practice, it was like, shoot, did I eat too much breakfast then? And like, I was, it was just, it was always competitive. Okay. I've got to jump in to share something super exciting with you. My new food freedom approach coaching program is live. Do you struggle with knowing what to eat, how much to eat, and trying to dissect all the nutrition information online? Do you desire food freedom, but still have a desire to lose weight and feel unsure about what to do? Do you wish that you could stop feeling bad about not eating the right thing and start feeling more in control about your nutrition? If so, this program is for you. I work with clients every day in FFA to help them learn how to eat in a way that is healthy and sustainable, feel confident in their skin, and buy back all the time and money they've spent tracking food, counting calories, and dieting. So if you are ready to transform your relationship with food and your body, you can head over to my Instagram page and DM me the word freedom or click the link in the show notes to get started right now. I cannot wait to help you change your life. Were there any girls that you know actually struggled with eating disorders? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I didn't know it at the time. And you don't like when you're kind of like friends with people, you don't assume they're struggling if they don't tell you. And to see like in hindsight, it's I don't know what, I could have done, but something I could have maybe done something. Um, it's just too bad to see it. I can see how easily it would happen and how close I was to that. Or maybe I was in that. I don't like, I guess that's kind of a gray area, but um, just like we could have, we didn't have to really restrict our eating that much. We had to eat enough good food to fuel ourselves, but my gosh, there was room for like, a bagel in the morning. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't have ever done that? Eat a bagel? I wouldn't. No, someone told me once that it was like the equivalent to eating a loaf of bread. So I like <laughs> banned them. <laughs> oh. I banned them. And it's so different now. Like now I, and that's why I don't, I don't think if I wasn't in swimming, I don't think I would have struggled with food because today I'm not. And like, yes, I still have those thoughts in my head where it's like, okay, I, I would love to lose five pounds before summer it's winter and like and those things like I see them and I I want them Mm -hmm. but not that bad like not as bad as I wanted to swim fast and so like I will have pizza for breakfast or I'll have a bagel if it's there and I'll have normal cream cheese or I'll have a glass of juice and I'm not 
Like I'm not paying for the advanced my fitness pal anymore to get all that nutrition info, like track properly and see what's going on. Like now I'm just kind of like, yeah, like that ideally, uh, like, yeah, that sounds great, but I don't want it that badly that I would change my diet. I am also just kind of like struggling on what is healthy and normal now. And um, yeah. It's like just a whole different ballgame now that I'm not working out as much as you were. Yeah. Well, and what, so coming out of like, once you retired, how did your mindset shift? Like, were you able to just immediately be like, okay, like I can eat the things now and it's okay. Or was there a period of struggling mentally maybe where you were like, okay, I'm not training as much. Maybe I shouldn't be eating as much, but now I don't have to just eat to be fast, I can eat to like enjoy food as well. I could predict that a lot of those athletes would come out of retirement and just be like, either throw caution to the wind and totally feel super out of control or continue with the restrictive behaviors and just continue struggling with food. So what did that look like for you? I've seen both mm-hmm. with other athletes. And so you're right. And for me, I, in my, in my head, I was like, okay, when I'm finished swimming, and I even thought this on breaks and like summer breaks or like a Christmas break. I was like, when I'm not, when I don't have workout twice a day, I'm not going to eat. I'm going to try and get like lose, lose weight during like break. And like, I would talk to other girls about that too. And like, they'd be like, yeah, like I'm, I'm not going to eat during break. And like, we just like, because you can't do that when you're swimming. Like, as you know, like when you're trying to compete, like you need to fuel yourself. And so you have to eat food. But I just thought like breaks for maybe a time. And then the break would come. And also in my head, I was like, I cannot wait just to relax and have like a frappuccino was always in my head. And I can't wait just to like eat whatever I want and not worry about it and have cookies and have junk food and chips and candy. And like I I wanted, I wanted both. And so what ended up happening was like, if I just stayed with what I was doing, then I ended up uh, being the happiest and the healthiest of course. Um, and I did try, like, I did try both. I did try not eating and I tried just letting go and eating whatever I wanted. And uh, like, neither actually affected my weight that much, like not enough for how much effort both were. Yeah. And uh, since stopping swimming, like I look back on how much, how active I used to be. And like, we would be 25 hours in the pool, like six hours in the gym and like twice a day. And now I'm, maybe work out four hours a week. And so it's, it's just night and day different, but how I eat isn't super different, except I'm not stressed about it. Like now I'll, I'll eat whatever's for dinner. I'll just, I'll find lunch if I haven't made, like, I'm just not stressed about it anymore. And I'll have a bagel for breakfast and not think twice about it. It is so nice. And it's only been a year though. So I don't feel like I've really settled into like a full routine or thought about it enough to like, to know what's best for me yet but yeah it's just nice to to relax and not worry about eating to swim fast all the time totally yeah have you struggled at all with that significant reduction in training load like do you feel antsy or do you ever feel guilty about not being more active than four hours a week no um because I just feel like so relaxed I'm like I don't want to and I won't and I it's there whenever I want to go back so like if I do want to like start training for a half marathon I can always go and do that for like three or four months and then if I ever want to go join masters that'll be there for me to go join so 
no, I don't feel guilty. They're, like, I do like to go and do something. But, like, some days I wake up and I don't want to go on, like, a small run. So I'll just – I'll walk my dog. And, like, he – like, that's just kind of what I what I think of now is, like, what does my dog want to do? And – so like I like going running with him but some days I'm like shoot like I don't I don't want to go running and I don't and I don't feel bad about that so that's that is nice for me I do sometimes like spiral I'm like okay like like let's start like a marathon plan or let's start a half marathon or maybe I should do an Ironman and like those thoughts do come into my head all the time and but like I don't actually like want to do that yet I I know I'll get there but no right now I'm just so happy like walking or running or hike it. Like whatever I do, I'm just kind of like, oh, that was great. I moved. I love that. And honestly, props to you for being able to have that mindset because like I have gone through seasons. I wasn't ever a competitive swimmer and I never went to the Olympics. And I have really, really struggled with my mindset around movement in the past, feeling like I have to meet some certain quota or what we talked about in the pre-chat of like, if I go to a fitness class, it's with the intent of burning a certain number of calories and making sure that like I'm, or now I guess the idea would be closing the rings, right? Like with Apple watches, that's the thing is like, I got to close my movement rings or my calorie rings or my active hours rings or whatever they are. And so for you to just be so at peace with like, no, I'm going to do what feels good for my body and just checking in with yourself on a daily basis, instead of saying like, I have to go for a run this day, this day, this day, or I've got to be in the pool one day a week or in the gym, however many days, like that's, that's really amazing. I think I found your page at a really good time too. Cause remember like I stopped maybe in July and we met in April. So I, I hadn't even gone through a full year out of the pool and I was just kind of coming into my first like summer, not working out and that, and I had just started keto. Mm. So I was, I was doing something right. And I, I was also in the middle of training for a half marathon. So that was like, kind of like the start of like something that maybe could have been something, but then I said it was like fitness class, but it's, yeah, it's not about, you don't talk about what, how many calories you burned after or don't compliment people on their weight. And it was just like, you don't know why people are losing weight. And, and then learning about intuitive eating from you or nutrition by addition, that was like the most eye opening. I think that was the most eye opening thing. And the thing I kind of like grabbed and ran with, I'm like, this is the smartest concept I've ever heard. And I've never heard that before, but it makes so much sense. I love it. Okay. What's nutrition by addition? So if I'm going to have a frozen pizza, I'll also add like a side of vegetables. Or like you said, if you're going to have a bagel for breakfast and maybe you have half a bagel and then yogurt and berries. So you're not like restricting your food. You're just adding something that's really good for you to it. I love it. So yesterday we had a frozen pizza and I added some like vegetables to the top of it. And we had a salad with chicken on top or a Caesar salad with chicken. Oh, I think of you probably every meal that I eat. That's like my dream to hear. I love that. (laughs) That makes me so happy. And you did such a great job of explaining that. That's perfect. Yeah. So like, instead of thinking about what you have to take out of your diet, what can you add to what you're already having to make it more nutritious, to make it a little bit more balanced, but still enjoyable? Yes, because now I definitely struggle with, although I'm not like worried about swimming fast or looking good or eating like like that doesn't consume my mind as much, but I do know that like I need a better nutrition plan. Like sometimes I'll do like, like powdered greens or protein powder. And I just know that there is a different way. And I'd love to find a way to like make that a normal in my diet today working, which is a whole nother ball game, trying to fit that in with a full work day when you're out driving or doing whatever you're doing. 
like it's hard when you're not like in the schedule of wake up breakfast go to the pool have a recovery snack have lunch take a nap have breakfast again go back to the pool and then like a nutritious dinner and so when you don't really know what your day is going to bring you're out of the house it is difficult to manage that alone and not like forget about it and be like shoot it's 4 p.m I should and like all of that so I do struggle with that still but not no I do I should I like I should have more vegetables and I should do more nutrition by addition but my goodness I'm working on it yay and like that is always the goal right like the goal is never that it's going to be perfect and I think really accepting that life is going to continue to change and your routine is going to continue to change. Like if you one day have children, that's going to look different, right? Like you're going to be in a totally different routine. If you decide to change career paths, that could look different. Like there's so many things that could present changes. And I think that it's not helpful to get so attached to like having your routine need to look the exact same way every single day and eating the exact same way every single day, because it's just, it's just not reasonable. That's so true. And I think before, like when I had this Olympic mindset or this dream, like I was kind of robotic from when I woke up, like I would take my heart rate and then like, even from like brushing my teeth to what I ate to how early I got in my car to when I got like, everything was focused around swimming fast. Like every single step I took and what I wore and what I ate and what I thought and who I hung out with, if I had a water bottle, there wasn't a thing I did that wasn't directed towards swimming quickly. And so of course food was huge in that and it's nice that I found you in this season of my life where I can consume your content and I and the conversation comes up all the time too with friends and stuff like like oh I'm on this diet or should I lose weight before summer or before my wedding or before this vacation and now I feel so much more confident to be like no because and like you need to you should nutrition by addition and then (laughs) have you heard (laughs) (laughs) and so there's been a few instances or when people are like oh like people were complimenting me losing weight and I'm like and I can now I'm like yeah I shouldn't do that I've learned you shouldn't do that and but I just feel so much more educated after following you and meeting you and so I just feel yeah like I I think your content's so valuable so thank you well thank you those are such kind words I appreciate that so much and honestly that's my biggest goal is to be able to put that information out there and have it be passed on. Like you now are somebody who can take that knowledge and share that with other people. And even if it just plants a seed, it's planting a seed that's going to have a domino effect, right? So that is the most beautiful thing that I could ever ask for. Um, One of the things that I wanted to ask you, so probably a lot of this audience, other than maybe the people that you might share this episode with, if they were fellow athletes, but the majority of my audience is probably not going to relate to your specific experience being an athlete and swimming and having, you know, your days totally consumed by how you could swim the fastest. But I, I know that they can certainly relate to all of the bullshit diet noise out there and the thoughts of how can I perfect this? Should I eat more? Should I eat less? Um, how do I control food and my body? So for you, obviously still being like in the journey, but maybe from what you've learned already and kind of the growth that you've gone through over the last handful of months, Can you think of any pieces of advice for the audience that might be able to help them feel unstuck or get out of those pressures of diet culture? Um, that's a great question. I, and I, I just remember like looking at like what keto was or like how, like counting calories or what's in food. And, um, and it is so confusing 
what's out there? Should I eat carbs? Should I eat this many a day, this many a day? Oh, it's so confusing. And I don't have the education for it. And so finding your page was just like, I think like I was so stressed at that time too. And like, just making weird decisions and always kind of frustrated with food. So I think like, like, try this out, try out nutrition by addition and just see if it like relaxes your brain or not like just see if that's something that fills your cup when you go to the kitchen is it like okay like like now I just feel so much more comfortable and relaxed and in control compared to just like I just was like fighting for the correct information all the time and like the only thing I was sure of was like less will get me to where I want to be and I don't think like and it wasn't sustainable or realistic or fun or yeah, it, was, it wasn't the fun way to go through my days. And so just like, yeah, finding your page and it changes how I interact with people, how I interact with food myself, um, how I think about food when I'm eating. I, yeah, it, it's, that's, it's not like as well worded or concise as I'd like it to be, but that's kind of where, where I've been and where I am. I love that. And I think that's super helpful and really meets people where they're at because there are a lot of people that are in the same place as you. So yeah, I think that that is, is super, super helpful. Um, okay. The last thing that I ask every guest that comes on my episode is what does self-love mean to you? What does this look like in real life? Obviously the title of the show is love yourself naked. So for you right now in this season of your life, what does that mean? That is so funny. I, I, I knew this was coming and I was like, oh, I'll prepare something. <laughs> okay. So loving myself means I think, well, showing up and, oh, I hate, I wish it wasn't as like cliche, but like showing up like authentically me and not trying to be anyone else. And the biggest thing for me is not straightening my curly hair is like, oh. that's the biggest. If like, once I'm embracing that, then everything else falls into place. Um, but and if, but if I am like straightening it, then it's like, okay, like I'm trying to fit in and I want to be like everyone else. But then once I'm like, okay, no, like love yourself, love your curls. And that's, it is a brand like less, but, um, I just, that's probably like what comes to mind first is like my self-love comes from loving my curly hair. Kira, I love that so much. And I love your curly hair. So <laughs> yeah, leave it curly. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I really love that. That's so specific, but so different and like totally not cliche. Like I think that, yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head with that one. That was great. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, I didn't ever well, think it. That's great. No, you didn't. You totally didn't. And I think that that was a very authentic response. So on point. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, Kira. Well, Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I feel like this was such an insightful conversation and I know that so many people are going to get so much value from it. So thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate you. Thank you, Chelsea. I appreciate you. I uh, cannot wait to see the podcast hit Spotify. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys got value from the show, I would love for you to rate and share it. And if you have any questions about the conversation today, you can always find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chelsea Glubish. Catch you on the next one.